0: what are we on? Thirty-eight or thirty-nine? Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. We're gonna get to forty. Forty weeks pretty soon. Mm-hmm. That's, a That's almost week. a whole year. Yeah, it is well. pretty close, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, have yeah, 52 Mm-hmm. Wow, we'll have to do something special right. for the year anniversary. Have like a have uh, to make, a make us a cake. cake. <laughs> 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 That's right. Should should happy happy fifty a weed leaf
1: or something. Episode fiftieth. Okay. <laughs> Our logo.
2: Right. make
3: a
1: pizza and all right
0: 50 and there you go pepperoni That's right. <laughs> there you go congratulations <laughs> awesome um little ghost train little end game mix been uh having some fun with that end game seems like it's a good uppity training mm. smoke so okay
4: what we smoked last week
0: uh what did we smoke last week we smoked same. just prodigium i think oh, yeah. last week um but it's nice having like finding these strains that are good for training. Yeah. It's kinda of like what I'm all about is strain hunting for training. Like mm. that white wedding will put me to sleep training. Even mm. if you guys mm-hmm. like if you guys wanted to tap me out, we should smoke some white wedding <laughs> right. before. I'll tell you about yeah, it. yeah. I'll sneak it in there. Right. Yeah. And, then, and then fucking just touch Personally, my neck and I'll be asleep. I fucking choked <laughs> him unconscious. Yeah. So um awesome. Training has been great lately. We just uh promoted someone to a 4 stripe brown. Little uh freaking salty chick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we need some flavor, so.
0: Yeah. So yeah, there mm-hmm. we go. It's pretty dope though. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it is. What what kind of things what kind
0: of things take someone from a four to a, to a black belt? You know, I think it's, it's different, right, for different people. You know, one of the things that when someone's at that level, I think um, what shows is the uh, perseverance, right, of just showing up day after day. Um, you know, and it's funny because I was even talking shit to her a little bit, like the fact that, I was even saying, you know, you should probably even take a couple of days off here and there, you know, because your body just gets mm-hmm. broken down and, you know, it, it's funny because there's not anybody who's really big in here right now. So you guys don't feel, you did though, when we were working with Jesse, mm-hmm. imagine working mm-hmm. with Jesse day after day after day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what, you know, these ladies have to deal with um, mm-hmm. dealing with guys is just that difference in weight or that difference in muscle structure, or bone structure. and so um you know the mm-hmm. fact that she's in just training and training is you know great it's like Aaron was like that you know um before she got injured it was almost to a point where jesus man you guys need to slow it down um mm-hmm. so it's really cool that you know for me my two highest rank people and the ones that will be you know like Aaron's a black belt and um then Anna will be, or Anna, Amanda will be a black belt. Anna will just be choked out in the process.
2: <laughs>
0: but um, but it is cool because, you know, they dealt with a lot. Like Erin, man, she would deal with just roomfuls of guys. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's funny when um, I would be gone and she would be covering class for me, she would be fucking murdering these dudes. Just like going through just hard hard training sessions that she's out doing them you know calling them out and just fucking hammering Um, so it's really cool to see that I really enjoy seeing that and you know I mean the facts of the matter it's not a fair world but I'm way harder on the girls than I am the guys and you know Amanda gives me shit about that you know about you guys and a lot she's like oh but they don't ever do anything wrong and we get corrected on everything and it's There's some truth to that, you know, because the fact of the matter is a female has to be better. They just, you know, because they don't have the same attributes that a guy has. So, um, at least in my mind, you know, I've met some female black belts that are very, um, questionable, not in their skill, but in their ability to deal with the pressure to deal with, you know, the intensity of what might, you know, um, happen in a fight and it's cool when you've got people who you know will fucking do it and you know like Erin even though Erin won't you know ever really be able to train like she used to something that really um, impressed the hell out of me that I learned um, this past you know probably year year and a half about her is that she'll shoot a motherfucker in the face I mean There is no doubt in my mind that she would pull the trigger, and she's fucking really good. You know, she kind of took the physical element of the martial arts that she can't do anymore, and she applied it to a martial art that she Mm -hmm. excels at. Marksmanship. Marksmanship, and Mm -hmm. she's good, and she's... I saw she, like, like the you know she cut she shot through a card yeah uh, a, a card, card. So she like has that like a <laughs>
3: super small like Tylenol yeah pill,
1: like a okay like the blue uh-huh. nice. circle right yeah ones. I mean I, I always thought marksmanship was dope too I always wanted to be I thought I'd be a sniper yeah. if I was like in the military I would, when I was young I would fantasize <laughs> yeah. about that because you're by yourself you're sneaking around yeah. you know what I mean quiet you you know. Know. Yeah, yeah 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 and there is something about yeah. marksmanship you know yeah um hitting the target um the skill the immense skill one you know yeah you that one shot or whatever some about that the being in the, the moment truth. yeah
0: uh, yeah yeah right 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 there's so many analogies <laughs> to it mm-hmm. right
1: it's a great um yeah
0: and being in point. the moment being in the mm, moment right. there you know because in you know shooting it's that space between breaths right. right in in the army when they were teaching us how to shoot um you know it'd be inhale exhale squeeze mm. We would like, um, they would put these dowel rods in um, our M16s, and back in those days we were shooting M16A2s, That's what, that was our weapon. And so they would put these dowel rods in the end of the, um, the weapon, barrel. yeah, mm-hmm. in the barrel, and you'd stack dimes on them. And so you had to be able to squeeze that trigger without knocking the dimes. Now, you weren't shooting anything. It was just the practice of dry firing the weapon and being able to not pull it, not Mm -hmm. jerk it, right? Right. And so um, that was one of the things that they talked about was, you know, to get out of your mind. It's not pulling. You never pull the trigger. You squeeze. You Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. inhale, exhale, and then that place in between, it almost should surprise you, Mm -hmm. right? So then... You know, okay, so that's hard enough to do in um, practice. Practice. Now do it on a hunt or do it in a firefight or do mm-hmm. it, you know, in, cold, in just some heart's beating, yeah, adrenaline, chaotic, like, yeah. you know, situation. And, you know, it's a whole different mm-hmm. element yeah. of training, but it really brings together, you know, the, the spirit of martial mm-hmm. arts, mm-hmm. being in the moment. Because if you're not right. in the moment, you're not yeah. hitting your target.
1: You know when I, like, paint a house... Um, and you do the trim, uh-huh. right? <laughs> I never tape. Yeah, me, yeah. yeah I yeah. know exactly what you're same saying. Same thing. Yeah. right. And it is a breathing you thing. something yeah. about yeah. lines? I did, I did. <laughs> I, 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 I can do really straight lines. Uh-huh. And and it is the same, like, meditative thing. Mm-hmm. And it is a similar thing because you're, like, oh, a little over, a little, you know? Yeah. And you do it with the breath. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah, to the point I even, I got in trouble once in, uh, was a drafting class in, in like middle school. Because you and we're, weren't
3: using a ruler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he thought I was cheating. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm just good at drawing lines. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there's something about a line, you know? Tattoo yeah. artists uh-huh. have to,
3: even though they yeah. have, like, oh, yeah. you know, the... Uh-huh. The, the stencil. Yeah, the, it's still hard right. to pull a straight line, for, especially. For sure. Yeah, and then you can't
1: make a mistake. And skin is so it moves yeah. around and exactly.
0: stuff. Yeah, and you can't jerk. Uh, you can't right. uh-huh. tense. My dad used right.
3: to say the breathing thing. Uh, breathing thing about uh, taking a photo. Yep. Like,
0: exactly. It's, like, well, like, aiming, right?
1: Yeah,
3: exactly. Well, you're
0: aiming. You're still aiming. Well, it, well especially after. when you're not on a tripod. Exactly. There's, a trigger, in your hand there's a trigger. There's a trigger. It is similar. Legit. It's funny because I had a painting company, mm-hmm. right, yep. and didn't, you know, like ever tape, and that's what I would do is find that yeah. place where you could draw mm-hmm. that line. You just let the brush drag it, right? Yeah,
1: totally. Um yeah, you learn how to get the yeah. right amount of, of, of paint so yeah. it's not dripping while you do it, but uh-huh. enough that you can get a nice long line.
3: My dad yeah. could always cut, like, paper around photo, like for photos mm-hmm. without anything. Not even a, yeah. Yeah. He would just, like... See, I don't know about that. I, <laughs> I <kind> of, but,
0: <laughs> like, like, you how know, do you do this all the no photo lines? analogy yeah. works for me, too, because, yeah. you know, being a photographer, mm-hmm. um, that's what I would tell myself, is when we were holding, like, inhale, exhale, and yeah. then in that, you know, you're pressing, mm-hmm. but... Mm -hmm. and
3: even that pressing Mm -hmm. like on a camera it's even more
0: Mm -hmm. yeah because you look at you look at your images and they're all blurred they're all just like shit they're soft soft edges because we would have to get loops and you know you know it was real detailed and specific and um so you learned how not to have camera shake and so it, it's funny because all of these like things carry mm-hmm. over, and it's yeah. principles. Yeah, and it's a martial art, you know. And, and a lot of times people only look at the fighting element of martial arts, and they don't see the applications in yeah. different, you know, different the areas. Art element, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, it's cool to see these things coming together, you know. And it's um, and like for Aaron, like somebody asked me a while back who was the most influential martial artist in my career of doing martial arts and i've been doing it for 30 years and i've trained with some pretty you know legit people um you know i've got i, I got my purple and brown under helson gracie and i got my um black under kaiki and uh you know through katharo um at least in brazil jiu-jitsu and then in japanese jiu-jitsu the guy that i was training with roland Raymer, he was very well respected and known within that community. And so you have these high ranking people and then people that I did seminars with and shit like that. But when they asked me who was the most influential and I told them that Erin was the most influential person who's a student, you know? Like, I mean, I've ranked her. um, They kind of were taken by surprise. Like, well, what do you mean by that? And it's like those types of things where you see somebody who can apply it in, more areas than just on the mat, right? And that's where I see like the failure of modern mixed martial arts is I think the technical skills are so superior to a lot of things that we were doing early on. But a lot of the people that do MMA and, you know, just the competition mode, I think they're missing so much like what we talked about, you know, last week with the depth of things besides, you know, just the science, you get that spirit. And, um, you know, that's what I'm seeing With Amanda now is that she's really getting to a place where it's like, yeah, if you only deal with it on that physical plane, you're going to lose every time because you're a small chick. It's just the way it is. And you're not a young chick. So it's not like she's 30, right, where your body just bounces back. You know, she's Mm -hmm. um, getting up there. And to be able to persevere and keep going and push through, it's pretty impressive, right? I mean, there's yeah, another person sure. who's got four stripes on their brown, but to get him to show up is like, and I know he's got a lot of stuff. He's a busy guy. He's got, you know, a lot of life commitments, but that's the whole point of being a black belt, right? Especially in Brazil Jiu-Jitsu, because it's a 10 to 15 year rank, you know, um, on average. And so when you look at those types of things and you look at that type of, you know, um, ability to still navigate that. That's why they say that, you know, like maybe, maybe 1% of people will get a black belt, you know, um, once they start. And I think the last statistics that I saw, and and I'm sure it's dated um, to some degree, was that there was about 2,500 black belts you know, um, that's it in, yeah. in America or, yeah. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. in America or worldwide, but mm-hmm. you know, that's <laughs> a pretty that's low, a, that's low, a low number, number for you know? anything nowadays. Yeah. It seems like, yeah. So, um, so that's a pretty interesting thing. And even if that number's dated, it's still, you know, a low number. not, yeah, yeah, it's a low number and you're not going to have compared to the popularity of jujitsu now. Mm-hmm it's still such a low number you're not going to really have that number increase unless people make it easier to get I don't how
1: much of it is like it's rare for someone to do anything for more than 10 years Mm -hmm. right? anything even if someone's great at it you know you like come across something else in life and you just like change directions right you You have a
3: kid for 10 years and you're like okay I'm
1: done yeah yeah that'll
0: do it yeah well I think and, and i think that's where like something like jujitsu is so valuable because it crosses barriers of life it's not just you know i think you can draw that conclusion to anything that mm-hmm. stirs you but there's so many things that you know like let's say soccer for instance let's say you're you love soccer and soccer teaches you how to battle a little bit. It teaches you how to fight a little bit, but not in the same way. You know what I'm saying? There's, It's different when you're dealing with somebody who wants to physically choke you the fuck out, you know, or somebody that, you know, maybe doesn't want to hurt you. Like, I don't want to hurt you guys physically, but like when we were sparring the other day, right? It's fun to get after it. You crack yeah. me with a shot. I crack you with a shot. And you see it in each other's eyes, like, okay, fuck. And, you know, it, it's cool because... Like working with you, as far as our experience goes, there's not, you know, there's a huge gap, right? And I'll crack you with something, like when I kicked you in the, you know, I put that kick up on your face, yeah. right? I kind of paused there for a millisecond, and you jab me in the face twice. I mean, rather than fucking coil off of that, rather than flinch off of it, rather than, you know, like acknowledge that you got hit, I acknowledge that I hit you, made that fucking, One split second mistake, boom, boom, and paid for it right in. And those are things that, you know, again, for me, it's really cool to see when you guys are like that game, you know, and granted, it wasn't with the intention to hurt you, but your intention matched my intention. It wasn't like you came in and fucking blasted me in the face either. So it was a matched intention. And when you've got the skill set, I'm bigger than you, you know, and those things don't phase you. Right, man, you just see, like for me at least, I'm like, fuck yeah, this is so important because I mean, that's what we need. I think right now in this world is that we need toughness. I think at least in our country, right? We're so fucking soft, we're letting ourselves get pulled around by all this COVID bullshit and all this other stuff that's going on. And if people were just a little bit tougher, if they could take that kick to the face, stand right in the pocket and punch you back twice, You know what I'm saying? It's like, wow, that's a whole different mindset that is really um, contagious, you know?
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. So in that regards, I'm really like happy to have promoted, you know, her just because of that, like tenacity. Mm. She's that same way. You punch her in the face and... She's going to find a way to fucking hit you back, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So what's on the agenda for today? What are we talking about, Anna? Perseverance. Perseverance. That's a good topic. Mm -hmm. Getting tough. Getting tough.
3: I was telling you, I went to pick up that bathroom shelf the other day, and this guy asked me to help him. Well, for starters, I didn't expect him to bring it to my car. I was going to go and get it. But then he asked me to help him. And it was a shelf that I could literally pick up with two fingers of my left
0: hand. (laughs) Okay. So I know that you're in a relationship. So that's, we're just pretending like not, but how could how could a girl hook up with a dude like that? Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Would that cross your mind? Like, would you see that and be like, yeah, you're not getting any of this. <laughs> like- oh, oh, so wait,
1: so he asked for your help to lift it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, something that she's like, uh, I could easily carry by myself. <laughs> my my first thought honestly was, was he like hitting on you and no. like using that as a no, nothing like that? You know what no, I mean? That's where I my went. Uh, <laughs> so I might
3: be using my stereotype knowledge, but I believe he was more into guys than girls. I see. Um, so. <laughs> was this
4: notion preconceived off of the fact that he couldn't look this
3: photo? No. It was it came from I mean that just added to that was like the cherry on top. Uh, <laughs> um that was how he's speaking. <laughs> uh, and I don't know like I said it might just be a stereotype nowadays have a I have no idea and
4: thinking he was empowering you you
3: just asking me to help yeah. him right yeah which is kind of yeah I,
0: That's I mean pretty funny though
3: there was a guy so I went out uh, a couple weeks ago or whatever and we were playing what's that?
4: Air hawking? No, it's like Shuffle
3: a... Shuffleboard? Yeah, oh, shum- the, the, the with the like, uh, with sawdust? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I forget what it's called, like and sugar board? I don't bars, know. bars, right? Shuffleboard.
1: Shuffleboard,
2: yeah. Shuffle yeah. yeah okay. and there was
3: this random group of people sitting right next to it, and then this guy started talking to me, and Lindsay was there, and um, he uh, was... <laughs> I guess Lindsay told him that she was hanging out with a group of people who all trained together. Blah blah blah, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, that's so cool!" I think they were from South Carolina because they were all watching the game,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, he was basically like, "It's really weird to me when guys come up to you and play the fact that you might be able to kick my ass." So, but you're really cool. It's just a weird.
0: Is that a turn off? Could you a date a guy
3: like that? <laughs> I mean, because
0: no. your your boyfriend is a pretty fucking <laughs> tough kid, right? I mean. I've put, you know, I've turned the screws on him now for what, since he was 15? So he's turn, fucking- Turn the screws on him. Yeah, it you ever. know, like fucking, <laughs> I, okay. I smashed the fuck Tighten. out of him. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And and he keeps coming back for more. It's not going to be too long before I'm going to be fucking dreading that shit. But um, I, I wonder that. could. I you mean, know. some
3: girls are into
0: that. Yeah, mm. to, but girls that choke other dudes out? I don't know. Do you think that... I so so again, I, I could see myself
1: just using that information and making that joke in the moment just because it's like something to use <laughs> to like hit on them. You know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, you do but, martial arts? But, well, don't okay, kick my ass. You, you know what I mean?
3: You know, you like, repeat the joke like multiple uh, times I don't know. throughout the night? Right,
0: I don't know. See, yeah. I'd probably be the guy who'd be like, well, we should go throw down. We should go fight. Yeah. There was also so there was also this other
3: guy who and not to diss guys or anything, but They didn't pick up guys molds.
0: there's a we lot of dissing it. that <laughs> can go around. But, and if they can't take it, yeah. then they're the guys that we're talking about anyway. So I guess, don't ease up on the guys. I guess he was like a friend
3: of Lindsay's neighbor who came down to the bar, mm-hmm. brought their she brought her dog and there was this guy who was smoking cigarettes and he was we were just chatting, you know, small talk, whatever. And um, he starts saying, yeah, I'm about to go do something pretty bad. And that was like smoking cigarettes mm. out in the back. And he said, but feel free to come by and let me know <laughs> that, uh, you know, I'm doing something bad. I don't remember the exact mm. words. That was the whole thing. And I'm like, why would you? And then, you know, touch Cause the shoulder. Because you guys are all healthy or something. Yeah, touch the shoulder, kind of weird stuff. And it's like, why are you down... Why would I find attractive someone who downplays themselves in I that think, way?
0: Yeah. Wow. That self, uh, right? Deprecate. It's almost like that sympathy thing. Because i like like the a lot. That's like more than the just self-deprecation
3: self- can be funny, like, right? If right. you're doing it
0: in a to joke, a yeah, right, right. I was gonna yeah, say yeah. he's just being all out submissive. That's not even like but that's man. That is the the norm. You right. know, that's like like guys like Jack, for instance. Um, especially because he didn't grow up wrestling like, you know, like I know he wrestled, but he wasn't like a hardcore. His parents weren't pushing him into, you know, like football or that hard just kid growing up. But for a kid to grow up like that and be fucking tough, I think is such an anomaly. And it's just, you can see it more and more these days, how these, um, you know, people are growing up fucking soft guys think that that shit's like, yeah, it's like legit being submissive. you know what i'm start saying
3: talking about their emotions <laughs> mm,
0: well mm. that's because again people are like oh it's okay to fucking cry yeah no shit but not in fucking public so no, so, so no, again just everybody, to girls, everybody can see you no,
3: girls but i don't hang out with a whole bunch of girls all the time for that reason because Most girls i can't really no but i literally can't <laughs> like i feel so uncomfortable i don't know what to do I end up like leaving. It's
1: funny that that's a thing that yeah, that's like a pattern. That is a pattern um, for girls to like say. A lot of my girlfriends well, have said that exact in same thing. In high school, I used to that out that
3: every way. Saturday with my classmates, and then it would be like eight guys, and I was the only girl. Mm-hmm. It's always. I've had a couple friends that were female, but mm-hmm. they either didn't last or, or they stalk you. They stalk. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs>
1: So I wonder how like stalker. common it is though, like for the feminine guy thing. Cause like that idea, I told you that luxury beliefs idea last time where it's like the elite or whatever, the high up, they, they're like, they can have like crazy views that they don't want affect them, whatever mm-hmm. they believe. Yep. And then the lower classes take on those ideas and then it does affect them. Right. Um, so it's hard, what's hard to see is like how much of it is, it's just like, that's what they like advertise, but you do come across it all the time. Like girls online be like, no, I like masculine guys that's bullshit or you know guys calling bullshit on it too you yeah. know what I mean it's like
0: I have a hard time so telling how like how prevalent that? it really yeah. is well, that's it's what voice, I wonder though. because mm. like if you walk out into the world this is just my observation in Colorado and I know we're kind of you know like um, turning a little bit more blue in that regard right we're still I consider a purple state that's just tipped blue um, but that being said we're one of the top fit lifestyle states in the country and you still see so many fucking femi dudes. So, you know, I wonder if there's not just a shitload of femi dudes out there. And then it goes back to what you're saying. But somebody's got to fucking like that. I mean, right? Is I guess.
1: that well? I mean, just because there's no one left, because right. right? And then, I mean, everybody's unhealthy, and unhealthy people like unhealthy people. I got a question. <laughs>
4: what about like an anomaly like Prince, where he's like one of the most feminine, dudes? So I
1: I thought about this. It's funny, I thought. But he's about this a powerhouse
4: room. of a performer, so he, comm- and, he commands
3: and, the room
1: and like the women love him. They I mean, love like, him it's on a yeah, thing. but I think like and, other and factors play.
3: Hmm, go ahead. Yeah, is, yeah. Like, he's appeared like a secure person. Like he was very independent. He was a powerful guy. Yeah. yeah, so yeah,
0: yeah. But he was insecure I, as fuck from what I heard. So like five, five I mean, aren't something. all musicians
1: like, and, and artists at some but level, what I mean, you is know, so
3: like the image. The persona, thing, yeah. yeah,
0: for sure. Apollonia. Well, yeah. I mean, it's oh. back in the day when you're dating Apollonia or you're hooking up with Apollonia. I mean, yeah, she was hot as fuck. And she was like, you know, that edgy kind of, I'm telling you man so so Prince i mean that br- right. that brings us Seems into smart. that into that
1: into that gender shit though cuz <laughs> isn't his symbol like a mix of like the j- two genders i was thought it? he
0: was bi was he bi uh, yeah. i don't know but so well, from was, the
1: stories i've heard
4: it uh, sounds like he was slaying pussy by the pound that's what i heard yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah. but
1: so why why so many rock singers you know what i mean I, you know the way i see it is that they're like the balance that's like a super balanced person cuz they're powerful as fuck to be a rock singer. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, to to that's a that is a masculine uh thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To scream into a mic in front of 10,000 people or whatever yeah. with a huge band like that behind you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time they they look and sound like Robert Plant. Mm-hmm. He you could mistake him for a chick
0: back in the day for sure. <laughs> you know, the right angle. I'll look at his Motley Crue when they came out with um you know, uh, what was the their big album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like fishnets and shit. Shout at the Devil, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, well, the, the next one, like Shout at the Devil, when I first shot, saw the back, you know, it's got all four of them, mm. I thought they were chicks. Yeah, they're big hair. I was hair. like, yeah, they're oh, big cool, hair and makeup. all the makeup. Well, <laughs> makeup guys you, yeah. we can get
1: to. <laughs> <laughs> Just by tricking them. I mean,
0: <laughs> their music is fucking yeah. yeah. Ass. So you what's know, up with Eater that? pain was so, kind of gay. So
1: but. what's up with that? Like, what do you think about that? Like... Um. Why? And then that's very attractive to women, right? And so, what what, can you do? You have an explanation? You know, no. But I was just gonna say, like,
4: because I feel like they really only enjoy it in that context. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't see a lot of women that go towards a guy that's dressed that way. That's not a fucking rocker, you know what I mean?
1: But when you're like Jim Morrison yeah yeah right I mean I guess you're saying if you don't have the power of being in like a a popular band the fame you don't have the fame yeah
4: well I mean Morrison was just a a fucking uh, charismatic individual 27 yeah 28
1: I think they all are that's what we're watching is charisma Mm -hmm. it's not just
0: writing a project and and But then it's being projected you know that's something that I think was different than like a warrior in a warrior isn't necessarily trying to project it mm. you know and, and like a uh a war warrior not like a fucking mm. you okay. know, t- other type of you well, know, yoga well, warrior okay what about this you ever heard
1: you ever heard uh, we haven't brought this up yet uh it, jung had a, he could, he would break down things into mm-hmm. like multiple archetypes you know so a man was a king artist warrior magician Mm-hmm. So those are like the four main archetypes for a man, so you know sometimes you act as a king, you know, maybe in your home mm-hmm. or or a, your work or something. sometimes you act as a warrior, artist, magicians like the spirituality aspect mm-hmm. uh, and then you could break all those archetypes into their like positive and negative effects, like a king. I think they break into three i don 't remember all this stuff, but mm-hmm. like the king, for instance, one side of the king is the uh, the the high chair tyrant he mm-hmm. called it so it's like king joffrey since i just started Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> right the 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 little toddler that like says no you know and like rules the house yeah. right that's like the negative aspect of a king or, or just a tyrant maybe mm-hmm. that is. i think that is it maybe there's like a ch- childish version and then an adult negative side something like that mm-hmm. yeah so so maybe like musicians that's, it is a different archetype than the warrior. Obviously, there's like crossover on all those things. Sure. Um, it reminds me, too, of this. Like I, I read this, this myth once that was like, this guy was saying um, that there's not a lot of myths for women. Mm-hmm. A lot of the myths are written for men or from men's perspective or whatever. And not like that's a, I don't know, maybe that's just a consequence of how things work, whatever. Sure. Um, and one of them was about a woman that falls in love with two guys. It's like an Indian myth. And one is the, an artist, a poet, and he's skinny, and he's... he's skinny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, have you heard of that stuff? Like the body, those things that your body shape determines your consciousness or yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. and that there's correlations between personality and, and, like, size and stuff. And so one's a poet, Jeez. right? And maybe he's, like, the king's, like, scribe or something. And then the other one's, like, a prince and a warrior. And he's buff and shredded and good at athletics and b- wins all the games and shit. And she's in love with both. And at some point, they're all like, you know, a whole, thing, you know, it's a long story. And then at some point, they go to this temple of, uh, uh, what's it called, Kali, who's like this demonic, you know, kind of goddess. And, and she cuts their heads off, and then they, he switches their heads. She, she switches their heads, and so she puts the poet on the athlete's body. Boom, perfect, right? <laughs> and then, you know, the other one. And then what happens is, you know, so she puts the poet's head on the shredded guy's body, and then over time his body becomes thin because all he does is sit and meditate all day. You know, hmm. and so he, like, loses all his muscle. Mm-hmm. And so he, like, beca- his body changes into that type. Right? Right. And, and there's something about that, too, about, like, because we're talking about dudes, like, rock stars and, and uh, what makes them so cool. And, and one evidence of that is that girls want them. Mm-hmm. Like, we use that as evidence of, you know, Jordan Peterson talks about that with, like, the competence hierarchy and, like, who we put on top. And then, you know, we we make a hierarchy, our society does, and then women pick off the top, Mm -hmm. right? Because we tell each other who the best man is. Mm -hmm. Like men choose that. We compete and we like, you know, and then we decide who's on the top and then the women take the pick off And I think circumstances, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know,
0: like provide that too. For sure. You you know what I'm saying? I mean, Mm -hmm. in um, an environment where music could be, Uh, centerpiece that's going to be one of the more desired things but let's say we have a fucking famine Mm. well, the goddamn farmer is going to mm-hmm. be the one that right. all the chicks are going to be flocking to. You know what I, I'm saying? I mean, yeah. that, that's so... Right. Circumstances will also well, dictate. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But they're still getting to the top of the hierarchy because mm-hmm. like, you're saying like, situations mm-hmm. will yeah, change. Yeah, situations and what's the just top. the environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, um, for sure. I think know, about that right. like if a zombie apocalypse happens, I'm an artist. I'm fucked. Like, I have no like real skills. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. if I, I gotta... I See, don't, but, <laughs> but
0: this, is, this is where I would you know? disagree with you and this is where I think that there's, I think we, we've been talking about this, right? Where there's kind of a jack of all trades, yeah. right? And then there's the people who do one thing and they get so good at it, but you can see so many glaring like life problems typically associated with somebody like that, right? Typically. I'm not saying across the board. But typically, they're going to have so many dysfunctions in their other areas the, because the, the obsessed person, the the they. balance is what keeps you balanced. Mm. So somebody like you, who's um, an artist, a musician, mm-hmm. martial artist—I mean, you're fucking good, dude. Like when I first met you. I fucking thought that you were this quiet, like, shy fucking... True, You are. Right. But but from the very beginning, you could fight, though. You would step in and you would fight. It wasn't like me throwing shots and you turning away and running. There was never any of that stuff. And so, Mm -hmm. in that regard, you look at then your ability. So, zombie apocalypse, right? Think about the person that you would want to have. Maybe initially, you want that fucking badass motherfucking dude who knows how to survive who's going to be able to fucking kill everything in front of it and get you to a safe place Mm -hmm. right then you gotta that guy's got to be able to step aside because he's just going to run him into the ground i mean ultimately you can Mm -hmm. only have that well you want a team
1: right you want a nurse so you want want a dentist right but
0: (laughs) but here's the thing look at look at henry ford this is what henry ford said okay he's like fucking i didn't know how to do this shit I just hired the best people around me to do this right. shit. Yeah, yeah. So you need somebody who can think mm-hmm. and who can be articulate right. and who can still be strong and motivated. Mm-hmm. And so it's that interesting point I think with that yeah. you know jack of all trades at least I try to find solace in this because that's kind of you know where I'm at. I'm like I always wonder what it would be like to be that good at jiu-jitsu or to be that good at Fucking, you know, I mean, I do jujitsu more than I do kickboxing, and I've always leaned more towards jujitsu. But to be that good at kickboxing or to be that good at Mm -hmm. any of the other things that I do, Mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, as good as I am on other things that I do, I'm Mm -hmm. really average. You know what? To somebody who's strictly doing that reminds me. I
1: not to like talk shit about people, but John Jones, Uh right? Like he was like my favorite fighter back in the day, and maybe still is. Yeah, you know, I could I could go there, but then I started listening to him talk, Uh and it was always like kind of disappointing when he was like, wasn't he on Joe Rogan? Uh, I guess at that time he had his lawyer with him. He was going through all Mm -hmm. kinds of shit, whatever. He is now too. Yeah, just got arrested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what made me think about it again, right? Um, But yeah, it was disappointing to me. To that he wasn't more, like, nothing was interesting. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that interesting. Yeah. That was nothing he was saying. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas, like, uh, you know, uh, GSP, you know, when he talks, I'm like, ah, yeah. you know, I want to listen to that you follow on
4: Instagram? No. Is he, he, is he funny or yeah, anything? No, I, I mean, just a, the, a lot of it's, like, him at shooting ranges
1: and, okay, that's dope. and doing different things. Uh, okay. but, uh, See, that's dope. Uh-huh. He's a pretty good follow, I think. Right. But, yeah. yeah, maybe he's just not a great talker. Like, yeah. I guess I couldn't, like, make a judgment. I don't know the guy.
0: I think um, but, too that you know he's um he I I mean I can't see him being any different than maybe I might be or something, you know, attaining that level of notoriety and you're still kind of a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so now it's just everybody gets to see you're an idiot versus Right anonymously just being yeah, an idiot. Yeah, yeah. You right. know?
1: Well, I guess, you know, in the end, it's just really hard to tell, like, um, like your idea, because I think about this too. Uh-huh. Like, if someone is, devotes their entire life to one thing, does that necessarily mean the rest of their life, like, goes to shit? Mm-hmm. And where is that difference? Maybe every, there's a continuum. Yeah. Right? Like, some people are great, and the rest of their life is all put together. And, and you know, and yeah, some and people a little But I think that those both, are the right? ones
0: who are able to strike that balance though Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying who are able Mm -hmm. to find that fucking well what what
1: about this then so like back to like the rock singer Mm -hmm. like let's say it's true that it it, is some it's a decent map to think of men as Mm -hmm. those four archetypes and i don't remember the the women one Mm -hmm. and and jung knew that he didn't write a lot about like the woman's consciousness Mm -hmm. because he didn't know it right you know um but what if like the point is to be like all four Mm -hmm. in 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 balance i think that's that's always been the appealing image to me and that's why the samurai mm -hmm. is so dope
0: right look at okay so this is the thought that i have because i don't let's look at the rocker for a minute i don't think that you can also just look at it in um at least if you get to understand the whole picture right Mm -hmm. in the moment because if you look at a rocker like vince neal Okay, let's say Vince Neal.
1: Which one's he from? Sorry. Motley Crue. That is right. Yeah. Okay, and
0: then look at Bruce Dickinson. Do you guys know who he is from Iron Maiden? Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So both, I mean, back in the day, Iron Maiden mm-hmm. Motley Crue were fucking huge. Kings, right. But yeah. you would say Vince Neal arguably hooked up with more women than Bruce Dickinson. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. But Bruce Dickinson probably got as much as he would possibly want you know I, I, there was probably sure. you know a short night for him probably had his choice you, you know what i'm saying yeah. so then you look at vince neal now and he's just a fucking wreck right he's all overweight I was, his voice I, sucks. I was gonna, there's a, his a lot of those rock stars is,
1: fall apart but look That's at another bruce, dickinson. bruce dickinson
0: bruce mm. dickinson flies airplanes he's got a doctorate He's okay. fucking uh-huh. smart. Their band is Slash is kind of like, like Slash is mm-hmm. still around, he's shredded
1: now. Yeah. He like has his own band. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So
0: then there's all all these other factors that you start to mm-hmm. to put into those things where somebody who mm-hmm. maybe is so focused mm-hmm. And, and you got somebody else who's so focused, mm-hmm. but maybe they leave a little bit of that focus and bring mm-hmm. in something I, else. I think,
1: I think you might be able to say, too, that there's, like, a danger to, like, burning that bright. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you want to put it that way? Yeah. That's, like, kind like of you dangerous. Just, you know, like there's RPM. Uh-huh. Right. And, and, and everybody's day. looking at you, you mm-hmm. know. And, like, you just have – that's crazy power, too, right? Yeah. You know, so maybe it's just, like, so hard to handle that. Right. It's well, dangerous. Yeah, yeah, look at
0: Jimi Hendrix. Look at, fucking, I mean, we talked about Jim Morrison. Yeah, and then Chris you know, Cornell.
1: He lasts yeah. until he's almost 50. You know? He lasted
0: a while when yeah. you look at these other guys who. Right. Cause but he Hendrix still killed like, like what, 32? 27. He was he's 27.
1: He's one of the 27s. He's one of those 27 oh, guys. So shit. Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so him mm-hmm. and fucking Jim Morrison. And yeah. look at Bruce Lee, right? Yeah. Like 31. Mm-hmm. Right. If so you he, wonder if he
1: wasn't assassinated or whatever
0: by the ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> but look at those guys who okay, so I mean there's really never been another Jim Morrison, there's really never been another Jimi Hendrix, there's never really been Of course, cuz anybody that great Lee. you can't, you know. But do you think just th- thinking about it that they peaked? Do you think that that was their max? and they down they went I think, on a downslide or do you think did
4: for sure mm-hmm. I, I think hendrix still uh, was doing some great things in his late years but morrison could you know, definitely make that argument and, and, and you know hendrix too was
1: only like three years all the music that you yeah, know of hendrix is three or he four maybe with like
4: clapton and earth wind and fire and yeah he played with the Isley, the Isley brothers, brothers
1: and, and uh rick james rick james i think even or um i think uh, uh no no the guy on the piano Charles? Uh, no, Stevie Wonder. Nope, no. no, no uh, whatever. Like more like uh, dance music, like mm-hmm. like rock, R and B. Forget his name. Anyway, um, yeah, but it was only like three or four years that we know his music, and then yeah, because he hated it. his voice, so he never wanted to. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what a great voice. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Who? Hendrix? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: yeah. He hated his voice. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why he was just. Uh, working guitarist for yeah, most yeah. bands, and then people were like, "Why mm-hmm. aren't you?"
0: I got some of
1: those albums. Like, I have the, all the Isley Brothers with him on it. Oh, for real! And that one's dope. Yeah. And the other one, I'm not remembering, is, is pretty good too. He's got some solos, and and he, he makes the Isley Brothers sound like psychedelicish. Because oh, yeah, was Clapton with it. Uh-huh, it yeah. Clapton that
4: hired him. It was like, uh-huh. I can't have you on stage because because he, uh-huh. he was better than him. He just yeah, there's this. Really
1: there's him, like, there's I, some. I hire you. Yeah, there's some story about like the f- yeah. like uh. Hendricks like Hendrix went to see so Clapton. Clapton was like a god in England at the time. Yeah, him and like, Jeff
0: Beck, right? Weren't they uh-huh, kind of like yeah, the yeah. two?
1: Um, yeah, and uh, and then one day Hendrix just shows up and he's like, "Hey, can I?" He walks onto the stage and he goes, "Can I play?" And that was Cream back then, and they owned the city. And, mm. and Clapton was like, "Who are you? <laughs> you know, like why? <laughs> you know what I mean?" And he played Machine Gun. And Clapton said, like, for weeks he was depressed after that. He was like, <laughs> you, know, you know, he was just like, you know, he just blew him away. Yeah. So that's interesting. That's badass. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's a super bright, you know. I don't know if, they, if that makes any sense. Maybe it's like, you know, like a bird, their heart beats like a thousand, a hundred million times or whatever, and then a whale that much less, and there's some, like... Mm-hmm. Um, this, the, oh, it's because their lives are so short. Let's say like a, a heart beats a million. Let's just say a million, because I don't know. Um, <laughs> and a, and a bird's beats a million, but only in two years. And then a blue whale beats a million, but in at 130 years or whatever it is. You know, and yeah. same kind of thing. Like if you use all that energy, you know, or if you have that much energy, right. like you can't last that long. I don't know.
0: But then you got those <laughs> crazy anomalies, like keith richards and jimmy page I was Just gonna say uh-huh. Richards. But, okay. but those
1: guys they don't make <laughs> okay. anything They're i don't know so there's the thing about the relevance uh-huh. though you know like if i were if, so it's still pretty big they're big but they haven't made anything new they know those people don't right. listen they're right. old they're they listen to the same old shit they're probably badass from they what, I love hear, what they they've do. been to an old blues yep. song suit okay well yeah. that's kind of dope yeah that's kind of dope yes uh, but okay you know you can make that argument i suppose i don't really know um but uh I would put Jay Z as like the one, and so like Miles Davis, he did it. He did like four mm. decades. He was like relevant, you know. Um, and then with
0: new with new stuff, yeah. Like yeah. and
1: all the styles of jazz, he was uh-huh. like with that whole time from like hard bop all the way to fusion stuff. And then Jay Z's, I don't know, three at least three decades. Three, yeah, yeah, you know? and he's still relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? so some people can do that. Yeah, you know? I heard a. Uh, uh, What's his name uh, george george clinton talking mm-hmm. about like the burning point of of like culture you know and like kids are always at that edge there's like it's like it's like progressivism it's some mm-hmm. similar idea where there's like we're all like going into the future you know and then there's this like edge right here that gets everything new and that's why i suck at instagram or whatever because <laughs> i'm a little back off that edge you know um and like young people <laughs> young people are on that edge and they like so did you just say you're conservative again without I I said I'm old (laughs) Old. I said I'm old I guess yeah if (laughs) it's not because that's interesting Um, but but he said uh, this was the coolest part about it was he said every era has a funk Mm -hmm. right that's how he put it so there's this Quality in music—it's hard to describe. Swing, funk, groove. There's this thing, and different thing eras, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, every era has one. So now it's like trap, like we were talking. Like it—it's its own groove. It's its own thing, and it is What's like it a called? trap music. It's a, like a hip hop. It's in hip hop. It's okay. like a, the style that's around right now. If you uh-huh. hear something new, that's like at least part of it. It's like one of the, and yeah. So he was saying that every era has like a a, a different funk. So like a, the drummers are using a different flow in the '70s, you know, playing funk music as you know to the to Motley Crue in that mm-hmm. era. Those guys have mad funk. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing about those like old metal bands that maybe I didn't realize back then, and then when I listen back, like they were making dance music. Mm-hmm. You know, like like um, I heard that. Um, Van Halen that they would always make or they would purposefully make a lot of tracks at 117 BPM Mm. because they thought that was like the dance tempo yeah because I think David
0: Lee Roth was Uh really into dance Uh yeah and so I heard an interview with somebody that Uh I don't know if it was him saying it or if it was I think it was Sammy Hagar talking Uh about Uh David Lee Roth and saying like when he got you know there then Van Halen turned more rock from Uh you know that kind of yeah, yeah dance type of uh okay yeah. you know tempo right and then
1: and then Tommy Lee had it, like and then the drummers uh-huh. they they make that shit happen, and they have funk. so like there was one point just personally, like, and I was starting to get into what that means, what funk means. And for a period of time, I was like, maybe, like, white people just don't have, like, groove or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, there's, and there's some truth to that if you see yeah. a white guy dance there's something, right? But uh, as far as, like, bands go, though, I listen back now, and I'm like, Black Sabbath has nasty funk. Yeah. Right? And, and they all do. Everybody that's good has that thing, you know? Um, but, so yeah. then what do
0: you describe as funk?
1: It's like, uh, it's hard to, it's a really hard thing to describe. It's and like it's, an
0: aura of its own that's yeah, like yeah. And somehow it's,
1: channeling the
4: current environment. But mm. I actually saw um, this maybe like three years ago. It's, I came across a video where these guys went through and they broke down exactly what you're talking about. But they went, I don't, I don't remember if it was decade by decade or it was like every five years for the last like 25 years or something. Um, but they were showing they basically identified the funk in each mm. in each area That's and they were okay. showing how there was from all genres across the board there was one repetitive segment that occurred mm. in all of the top songs that were of that era oh, wow. so it might be like a da da, da or yeah. like a you know like just a certain swing melodically mm. that somehow mm. existed in all of these hit songs mm. whether they were consciously aware of it or not it, it was repetitive throughout that particular time in history and for some reason all of our ears were more inclined to picking that up and like Mm -hmm. oh that shit sounds good
1: yeah right it's an interesting thing because i mean we talk a lot about just like and it's the air is crazy right now and why do certain ideas like catch on and that's like an aspect of it too is like some musical quality Mm. right like what is it yeah yeah yeah. and it yeah and it like for some reason bleeds around and all the young people pick that up Mm -hmm. like why did everybody pick up like kendrick or i don't know what what example like everybody just picks up a thing Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden everybody's listening to this one thing why did that break through you know Mm -hmm. It's a weird you know well is there it's like, not, like logical
0: um because i don't listen to i don't really listen to a whole lot of new music most of what i listen to is old music unless you guys are putting on playlists right. But i don't mm-hmm. really you know what i'm saying right. yeah, like yeah. i don't listen to music like i think you guys listen to music mm-hmm. for me a lot of times it's just background mm-hmm. it's never really, really a focus of what you, right? you know mm-hmm. of what i'm doing but um like given like our current situation do you see like swings in music like is it like the days of you know like wanting to be tough kind of music are, are those still around hell yeah you know is i it, think that's what
1: hip-hop still yeah, that, tries to carry that Go ahead, because i
0: i know old gangster kind of rap yeah. and that was like uh-huh. about yeah. being fucking tough and then a lot mm. of you know, like the Trooper, Iron Maiden, you're talking mm-hmm. about a fucking war song. I think, song, you know, I think there's a did, lot
4: yeah. more facade happening right yeah, now. Yeah, I uh, think that, especially in the hip hop before, dude. yeah. Everybody
1: yeah. pretends like they're a gangster, right. all, and With they're the, like middle class. Just all across the
4: board in <laughs> general. Whatever. But it's yeah. like, I, I feel like everything's become so watered down and overproduce now that it's it's mm-hmm. those bands do exist those mm-hmm. artists do exist like gary clark is to mm-hmm. me he's the perfect example of what mm-hmm. rock music embodies what blues music embodies and somehow he's also transcending genres like, yeah. into yeah. different mm-hmm. things he, to, he's,
1: he's people will call him like the new hendrix i was gonna okay, say yeah, yeah, yeah he would
4: be he's the only guy i would say that in the last 20 years even mm-hmm. deserves that title to be in that that category but mm-hmm. just because his songwriting is because he's got the
1: funk he's got he <laughs> he's got is the that, funk yeah, right yeah, now yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's like he's he's pointing backwards too to blues and yeah. everything yeah, yeah yeah shedding light on the old bulb mm-hmm. somehow making something new yeah um i don't even know where i was going with that thought but mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's cool yeah i, I wonder about uh, like why like if we want to bring it more to like like all the current events and that kind of stuff like why uh, a certain ideology goes around at a certain time, mm-hmm. in the same way that whatever goes around musically, you know, why you know, and then you can art too. Art happens like, and then they're they're aligned. So like. Postmodernism, let's say is like an idea that comes around and it's like oh there's no such thing as truth and, and at the same time art becomes oh it's whatever you. there's no yeah. such thing as beauty it's whatever you know you just throw paint just blow it on a camera whatever right. fucking elephant shit this guy won, <laughs> you know like this guy won a prize in London at, at some point in the 90s or whatever best art of the you know I mean I'm gonna keep and,
3: bringing this up the invisible sculptures
1: yeah. yeah 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 that was great that was so 18,000 no. that dude made yeah right <laughs> that's so brilliant that's what i think about the nfts like those people are using that bullshit about art but they're making money they're like all right you want to fucking play this game i'll make 20 grand out of you It's art.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. it isn't there
1: the but yeah so why certain things go together though so you can look at the music of an era the art of an era the ideas of an era and they all kind of like go together i don't know how we can make that connection now maybe it's hard to see when you're in it but
0: like maybe there's so many things going on right now that's right. maybe that's part of it it's like the music is just
1: mm-hmm.
0: maybe going everywhere I think when maybe it doesn't now have it's like
1: there's too much to listen like, to like you, a following
0: like, right because mm-hmm. back in the day it was you know rock mm-hmm. you know then you had the maybe subgenres of heavy metal and, right, right you know and you was very punk, few
1: top bands right?
0: right and then you had like New Age Like, country really didn't make it out where I was at just because we weren't country, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I know it's got a big following. And Mm -hmm. um, mostly people who were into music would have listened to jazz or blues, right? Um, So that wasn't as big. So you had kind of those, Mm -hmm. you know, you didn't have so many sub fucking right. genres of each maybe right. they split a little bit but it was like well that's just all
1: the nerds want to like divide everything up <laughs> yes. right and to say okay. i was I gonna know. say it's yeah, just like new metal with the you like with the seventy some
4: genres yeah, the, yeah. The, the, i mean uh
1: genders genders what did yeah. you <laughs> Good, listen to nice what was the music of your of yeah. childhood
3: oh geez um childhood or like well, uh,
0: young <laughs>
1: How about, like, you when, know, you, when you started to love music? Yeah, like, when you were wearing like, all black oh. with your Like, 13, dudes.
0: probably. It, isn't it, that yeah. about the age where right. you really yeah, start yeah, to get musically yeah, yeah. like, defiant? I would like, piano. You did? Okay. Just
3: for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay, middle school onwards, I don't know. I listened to kind of anything. I had people, somebody gave me, like, a Zune. I don't know if you guys know what a Zune is. I remember those. <laughs> it's it's mm. like a, it's like an iPod, but it's Microsoft.
1: I okay. Mm. It
3: was, like, I, you couldn't use iTunes. Sony maybe. You couldn't use right. iTunes. So to it had
1: a bunch music. of MP3s on it, some music on it. Yeah,
3: um, and it had a bunch of things like Tool. It had a um, mm. things like uh, I don't remember. Um, Avenged sevenfold. Mm. See, that's nice. kind of interesting, yeah. though, because... Evanescence <laughs> and... Uh, oh,
0: I you guess. know, the yeah, capabilities, yeah. though, no, I, of I know having... I the kind of person this was. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but that's cool, yeah. though, having the ability on a stored Start. device to have so much yeah. of a... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because well, we would have to have tapes. Right. Yeah. And I, actually, I, mean, I uh, listened yeah. to tapes when I was younger. Sure. But you really only get, unless someone makes a mix of, you know, mm. something, I mean, I you have, really like just little... get the tape.
4: Right. right i have that memory of listening to the radio and having to hit record on the tape yeah. to like i want this song yeah. for later yeah. and then if you miss it you're like fuck. now i gotta wait yeah. another hour until they play this song yeah. again
3: my mom would do that
1: and then making mixes on cassette yeah right have so lion
3: a Just yeah. like, VHS, VHS tapes for things. Oh, yeah,
1: that too. Yeah, I know a kid that recently bought a small cassette, like, handle, you know, lunchbox-looking thing, you know, full of cassettes. Oh, yeah. And he's 10, 9 or 10, and in there is, like, uh, Joan Jett... Uh, Eric Clapton and like a bunch of old shit this kid sounds uh, cool as fuck yeah and so he is actually super cool too that's good music but, to uh, start with it is yeah and so it he was like gives a foundation and music. I think and he, there was also a Walkman there mm-hmm. and so like an old school cassette Walkman with the big old thing you know the goofy looking yeah. one whatever <laughs> um, yeah so I thought that was pretty dope that he was doing that I used to roll a to with those. Right. <laughs> the there you go. There's with like the, a... The, was the the Yeah, the <laughs> you put on your... Yeah,
0: they could take a fall. the worm. <laughs> <laughs> so is that... So was that the technology then for you? Was like the tail end of cassettes?
3: Yeah
1: interesting mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I refused to get a CD player forever I was like y'all are fucking rich little bitches <laughs> you know, I, when they came out when I was a kid and my they, dad, it was like ooh I got the new my was dad like, I is I too techy he always got he stayed, he got he
3: stayed, he got he stayed on point yeah. so I was uh, oh, yeah, you were. getting up to They're keeping yeah. up with the technology mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you would just get it a little bit later right because he yeah. would get it and then pass it down when he got the new shit yeah that's cool it still goes like that I mean, what a good, mm-hmm. good deal. Pass it down. Yeah,
3: I'll take it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're like, oh, it's like, he gets the new fucking iPhone. What are they on now? Like thirteen.
3: Hmm. It's like watching a oh movie. And, and isn't it every two years they come out?
0: out? Is it? Yeah. So you just yeah, gotta wait two years. It's like and you you're get... watching a movie, or yeah, <laughs> waiting for <laughs> the
3: Blu-ray. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Two years later. Yeah. I used to. Um, a friend of mine went to military school this was way back in the day in high school down at st john's i think it is in kansas and um so i used to send him weed in cassettes and what i would do is i take them apart and i'd grind up the weed and i'd put it in cellophane you know like cigarette cellophane because that didn't smell mm-hmm. right yeah, and I'd then you wrap it in another bag and i would just use a lighter tape it in there yep you'd seal yeah. it and then i'd then I'd tape the tape on the bottom or I'd glue it so it looked like there was tape. Right. Oh nice. And you just uh, make sure it was a a, a dark one. A dark one a opaque, so right? yeah, you uh-huh. couldn't yeah, yeah. see in, you right. know, the
1: tape. It's pretty good. Scroll. It's funny because For my going on an airplane thing, what I would use is my Walkman Uh because you had to, like, to change the battery, you had to open it and take out the cassette and then go. And so I would just put my weed in there. And then I would, like, carry that through, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Creative ways to carry weed, yeah. Yeah. That's the way to do it. My last um, few times of carrying weed on a plane, you know, back in the day before shit really didn't matter, was um, I would uh, get those Brock's candies, you know, those bags that they're all cellophane wrapped. Hmm. And so again, it's that cellophane. Mm-hmm. So at mm-hmm. least for a minute, it'll keep it from smelling. And you, I would just wrap nugs, just, <laughs> and just put, a, you know, quarter, half ounce, wherever I was going, took a few minutes to get mm-hmm. them wrapped. Right. And then that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, well, that's a lot of work. So then what <laughs> I started to do was, um, you know, the freezer sealer yep. things, get one of those and you trim it down. So it's close. Mm-hmm. Um and I would just do them in small sections and then I'd just carry on like you know just a bunch of like crumbly looking food and shit or else mm. jerky or stuff like that and you right. just mix it in there and no one's going go to see that's that. what i feel too like and it goes through the scanner, right. and it yeah. just looked i brought i brought same.
1: some i brought some hash what if back they
2: see
0: it? i mean what are they going to do
1: <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. but i had that thought too, too like if you your, the more chaos you can make in yeah. there the less chance that because your eyes can't notice it right. so i did that coming back from from spain and we got some hash and my, my girl was with me so I just had her take all her bottles and stuff and not put them in her little organized bags, just throw them all around. Yeah, or we put it. it at the end at the bottom of one of those bottles. Uh-huh. And then I, I told her, make it messy. You right.
0: know what I mean?
1: And her bag did get chosen like in the international for them and to like look at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, you know, my heart's all beating.
4: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck, I shouldn't do anyway. it. <laughs>
1: yeah, but it worked. Weed and mushrooms
4: through customs on time, and all I did was make a false back inside the luggage and just stuff shit down in there. Got through, no problem. Dogs. Under the plane? Did that go under the plane? We were getting onto a cruise ship. So okay. we had a, yeah. yeah, it was literally just going through this line. They had dogs everywhere, went through scanners. But
0: I wonder if they're looking for drugs going on or if they're more looking for like weapons or something. Weapons, right. bomb, explosives, or, you know. You would think. Because <laughs> right. the dog is like you like know, a, specific for that, right? right? They're not right. A, that's true. Jack of all trades
1: dog. Okay. So. They don't um, do drugs and. I don't think so. That's only like the exceptional dog.
2: They're balanced.
3: (laughs) My mom's uh, bags or luggage always got like opened. Because she was probably
0: flagged a long time ago. She's I mean, just flagged. Yeah, well, that's it's like
3: she, it's the thing that she doesn't want because she's like, oh, their dirty hands are gonna touch and mess all my things up. And <laughs>
2: that's
3: why <fun. laughs> I don't see that. Um, so she would like she tapes bottles and puts them in plastic bags, and so she has a bunch of stuff like that. It's obvious so they're gonna open it up and say. It's all questionable. What <laughs> is <laughs> going on here? Yeah. yeah. She tried bringing meat and things back from Smuggling Italy. meat.
0: <laughs> They're like, ma'am, we're going to have to shake you down. We found a sausage in your fucking like capicola. Typical. Right?
2: Story. So funny.
4: My brother's wife, uh, her parents, when they came, they were coming here to visit from Poland couple years back they got caught with a luggage full of meat they were just, <laughs> to... it's just meat yeah, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> a luggage full of meat like dried meat just, yeah. like, yeah, just yeah sausages they just wanted to have their
1: sausage for breakfast and shit
3: well she was able to bring cheeses over more yeah. easily than other things that used to probably they, be super like... normal
1: uh, four nine eleven or whatever yeah right?
0: people They're are like <laughs> fucking smuggling I mean, sausages some people do that in, <laughs> so do that in <laughs> italy
3: so you have all these people from southern italy who go up north to study or work or do right, other right. things and and vice versa but like whenever they would go visit their family which was very often um, like christmas all the festivities they would always bring back one or two luggages with goods from like right. southern Italy because you just couldn't get right. those. full yeah, yeah, yeah. of meatballs. <laughs> that's it.
0: Um,
3: cheeses <laughs> and meats and breads and wines
1: and wines. Wow, that's so Italian. Oils like olive oil. <laughs> olive
3: oil. Olive
1: oil. <laughs> 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 Are you talking about a stereotype
3: Pasta? or is this? No, I'm serious. It's but where do you guys okay
0: being Italian? Where do you get pure Italian? fucking olive oil like what's a trusted source well, how does how does like a fucking associate i was actually talking that, about
3: this with erin okay. um but it's so my mom has been trying to find legit olive oil the things that she looks for is glass bottle mm-hmm. darker um And then she looks, even if it says stuff in Italian or whatever, Italian, you have to look in the back because then it'll say Spain, Turkey. From, where's it from? All these other. Mm -hmm. She hates. (laughs) The blends. <laughs> oh, oh, wow, okay.
1: Has to be pure so, one place, any place, or it has to be Italy.
3: No, she's really particular. If it's mm-hmm. like gonna be from overseas in the Mediterranean, then it might as well be from Italy. <laughs> Racist.
0: Racist. <laughs> Spanish olive oil. I mean, she spits you know, on it. Right. That's, that's what she can she taste it. She tastes it and spits out the food. This is made with Spanish olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> fucking right. Portuguese fucking olive oil. <laughs> well,
3: you know when you grow up with olive oil that's made like in your same town. Or <clears throat> it's you, you get pretty particular yeah. about it and i i mean my and then I it's your my mom too on my top aunt, of that it's like i hope my uncle and aunt <laughs> you know pick olives and yeah. then we brought them to a place to get um, unfiltered olive oil it was that, delicious just it's, thick, expeller, it's just
0: expeller, it's pressed
3: and it's better yep. if it's cold
0: uh-huh. um now when they say cold press, does that mean that the olives are just stored in refrigeration and then you press them? Or I is it like the a the
3: pressing process doesn't bring it to a temperature above... So it's just
0: like yeah. a normal room it's, temp. It's not like we chill the shit out of this stuff yeah, and then no. we press it. I think no, the actual pressing using pro- using process
4: is different too, yeah, because there's like heat applied in normal pressing processes. Right. So there's actually like a light cooking that's happening. So. Mm-hmm structural change in the oil so
3: basically it's Hmm. raw you could say yeah
0: yeah Uh, because that's what i like is cold pressed
3: basically the olive oil we grew up with has it's like a thick it's a little viscous it's a greenish yellow Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be darker depending on the olives or whatever (laughs) and then it has a spice to it there's a spice and some bitterness some sweeten it like nutty it's a lot of flavors. I've
4: only had the pure shit once and I'll never forget it. <laughs> so, the pure shit. And it's like, it,
3: there's like a big <laughs> it, black market with you. that shit. It's uncut, it pure, well, fucking
4: that, That's the real thing, though. Like You can it's look a, that shit it's up. That's why I'm asking A lot of, a lot a lot of, a lot of it's throat. cut with
0: canola. Whenever we, we get all some fucking olive ones
3: that are yellow and like... Tell
0: your mom she should start a little fucking... Like, hey, we got some friends who will buy some oil. There's somebody that
3: I want to try. Buy some lambs. I'm going to try ordering from a company. Yeah. They're Italian and they're supposedly like... Is there a
0: way to test? I wonder if there's like a, you know, oh, like okay. a litmus paper it's probably like a guy that
1: it's like like tests for like fake you know paintings or whatever yeah. like you know one of those dudes it's like that but for oil <laughs> i listened and to Eddie, a whole hour long it, podcast right. about it
4: one time it was the most interesting right. shit right. but there is there are people right. that are like was like that with wine yeah. those people yeah. are like
1: mm, you know that's from you know mm. that's from parma <laughs> you know whatever <laughs>
0: well somebody was telling me this absurd story i think you were in on this room or maybe you were when we were talking about like the piss taster did you? Guys oh see? yeah, wasn't, <laughs> yeah. was yeah. that? Was that in, <laughs> yeah. Class? Uh, yeah, was in class? Yeah, it wasn't class. Yeah. The
2: thing Amanda was bringing
0: it up. <laughs> yeah. right? It was Amanda. I think she was talking about like in. Um, oh, I think it was that. No, it was Lisa. Lisa. Yeah, or Lisa, Lisa said, oh, yeah. "Oh, you know, there's the for diabetes. The only, yes, for
3: diabetes. Yes, yeah. kings. Yeah."
0: <laughs> So right. someone like, would
1: taste their piss like the
0: doctor would have to just like back like,
4: in medieval times so and whatever. I don't know
0: any truth on this whatsoever right. I'm just the talking about a story <laughs> that somebody was saying I guess it was Elisa saying that yeah like if if you were wealthy you had this you know you had doctors and they would taste your piss to see if you had sicknesses, right? Mm. That's
1: like a part of the, let me yeah. take your heartbeat. <laughs> like if you uh, You're piss this <laughs>
2: yep.
1: uh, your pre-diabetic right now. It's awfully sweet. There's <laughs> <laughs> a
0: lot of sugar in that piss.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what have you eaten, man? How much Why wine did you have
0: last night? <laughs> okay. oh. Yeah, so we were just talking about the need for them to create a different measuring. (laughs) Right. Like, it should have
3: never been a thing. The person. (laughs) Like, I'm wondering if that was true,
0: what does the king just say? I want you to start tasting piss. We're going to like.
3: Maybe it was like smelling. They look
0: at people with symptoms, they're like, look. This guy's got these symptoms. Taste their piss. Right. We're going to associate those two symptoms. Or maybe list. maybe it
3: was like leaving it out and seeing what it would attract, if anything.
0: Right. And if it didn't attract <laughs> anything, you had to taste it. You're like, fuck. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> I
3: don't know, but I'm curious to see. I want to get to the bottom. Are of you
0: this. checking it out to see if there's legitimate. Oh, I was just setting tasters. a reminder to, so uh, that I to will. Yeah that's
1: funny paste it or tis paste
0: piss taster piss taster taster yeah that'd be rough if that was your legit job like fuck
3: i man. would never do that
0: if my dad was I a piss care. taster <laughs> his dad was a piss taster right, like, come, come, you have to yeah, be yeah, We come, come from a long line of <laughs> piss <laughs> of tasters like, like so. fuck, dad do
1: i have to oh that's right there you go Pisson. That's, French. Pisson.
4: That's French. <laughs> Oh
0: man. Jeremy Pisson. That's like uh, Joe Dirt, right? Did you guys see Joe Dirt? Dirtay. Dirtay. Did yeah. you see Joe Dirt? Fuck, man. Oh shit. Man, we are putting together a list that you need to start <laughs> That's on. That's an American classic.
3: I just it's so much time spent listening to. How much all time these have you people? spent watching
4: Avatar and anime and shit and fucking?
1: How many times
0: have you seen <laughs>
3: Harry Potter? Yeah. No, I never even <laughs> finished it. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I read the books. I know.
1: <laughs> I watch the movies too. I have a kid.
3: Yeah, and I, I don't know. My mom wasn't really into a lot of stuff like that, and so mm. I'd only get to watch those things when my dad was around. That's which probably a lot, good thing, so. though. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, that's probably good. Yeah. Right. So what did then, like, if kids, you know, like if um, watching TV was a prime event for kids, what did you guys do in that time span? I never watched TV. Well,
3: so we all. watched some TV. There yeah. were some things that we she would let us watch. Um, but we would, I don't know, it depends on the time mm-hmm. of year cause, and where I lived. When I lived in Italy, we... When we lived close to the country house, we'd go there every weekend. So I'd always go out and play in the dirt with my cousin. (laughs) Um, In the summer, we'd spend the whole summer there. So I do a lot of stuff. But if we were just at home in town in an apartment complex, it would just be like either reading, studying, or um, we had like these encyclopedias and things like, I don't know, it was like a version of those where you would learn how to do or build things or create things, and that's what we did.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's better than... Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't watch... I, I didn't, didn't watch a whole lot of TV. I didn't occasionally. I did. yeah. um,
3: watch I watched cartoons. I mm-hmm. got like a Super Nintendo, and I would play Super Mario on there. And then suddenly it broke.
4: <laughs> the most Italian <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> I was and in Italy, <laughs>
3: and it sat next to the... Um, vhs anyway so so then i played some video games but not a whole lot because my mom would have it disappear after a little bit
0: she'd break mm-hmm. it like it. the
3: last thing i ever i got like a playstation <laughs> you ever One. seen those
1: videos of like parents like breaking their kids oh, yeah <laughs> you've yes. seen those, those <laughs> they're like elders. Elders. Mm-hmm
4: yeah dudes in their 20s that right their dad, yeah,
2: yeah
1: i saw one where the dad like took it out there and sh- shot it with like a shotgun <laughs> his,
2: dish, dish.
0: <laughs> and the kids crying in the no! background <laughs> yeah oh my god we had those like stupid video games like way back in the day that people would play and they were just like little lights You know, and there was, like, Mm -hmm. one that was, like, football, NFL football Uh, or some shit like that. Yeah, I had one And it it was just, like, a little light that you move Uh, and then you're trying to get around. I had one
1: that was, like, it was, like, a screen, Uh but it was really just, like, a black thing. Like, Uh it maybe was, like, shaped like a football player, just, like, you know what I mean? And then those things would, like, just, like, disappear and show up other places. Uh And they would always break. It was, like, you know, like, you could just buy one and have one game. Right. Uh, Yeah. and Pong and all that shit my sister had Um, an Atari
0: I had an Atari 2600 Uh, the first one
1: yeah yeah pretty sure she had Um, that too and then when she moved out again, we only
0: played that like on weekends Mm mm-hmm it wasn't like yeah. I was into riding my bike and getting yeah. out, and,
1: and they didn't and have all the shit. crazy good shows and like free porn. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, man.
1: I right? mean, literally, like all the addictive things. Like right?
0: our, our porn. <laughs> like when we were young, I know. somebody had like a magazine, I know. It so and it would be stashed stories. somewhere, yeah, so it'd always, like, yeah. always get fucking trashed. Always get trashed. I remember having
1: game. at my grandma's place. I had one picture, yeah, like ripped out of a magazine, <laughs> and I had that shit stashed like in the <laughs> there was like a mail where you get the mail, like in an apartment. Yeah. And, I mean, the, was, and there was catalog like, for the. Right, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Like nowadays. I was a young man, middle five. schooler.
3: Mm-hmm. I liked Eminem. And so in Italy, you have like these journals or diaries where you write your stuff, like your homework and things. Um, and a lot of girls would tend to decorate it with or draw in it, mm-hmm. and so I did the same. And I had like a cutout of Eminem, and my mom went through <laughs> my entire thing, and she like left comments along the way. <laughs> she was like, oh really? What a dick face! <laughs> she, wrote, <laughs> she wrote, "What a That's dick a face."
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. She reads your journal and then like adds to it. (laughs) That's great.
3: Well, there was a time though where she went a little further and she just ripped pages out of one. Oh my god! I I brought it up to her and she handed them back to me. She had them like folded.
1: (laughs) I I can relate, it would be it would be tempting. Like I wonder where my son's at sometimes. Like where's he at in his head? What's going on? You know, and if there was a journal
3: There was nothing uh, I could ever hide in the house with her. Right.
1: Yeah. My mom did that shit and she would just like take my weed and not say anything. That's so I would happened. go and I'd be like, shit, did I put it somewhere else? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that happened to me
4: only once. My parents would usually reprimand me. And one time when I was selling weed, I had about a half ounce. And it was like, like I, I had a couple ounces. I sold most of it. I had this half ounce left. I was going to smoke half and sell the other half. I came home one day and my fucking most cherished bong was missing... All my weed was gone, (laughs) and I was waiting. I was like, surely they're going to lay into me today. Like, I'm going to get a fucking ass whooping when they get home. Nobody said a word, and to this day, oh, I remember seeing my bong in my dad's shed. That was what it was. I'm pretty sure he just took it and didn't tell my mom anything, and he was just
1: smoking on that (laughs) shit. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, yeah, he smokes now, yeah. Yeah, I had that problem because like I was stealing weed from my mom. You know.
0: <laughs> she'd, she'd steal it back from you. She, she takes it back and there's a bowl of less. Right. She's like, God damn it!
1: She bought it like because you know she was probably like afraid of it's like illegal and everything, right? and so she would buy a lot at a time. You know, mm-hmm. so she would get like a lid, you know, one of those big mm-hmm. Ziploc bags full. You know, so I'd be like, oh, if I just take a little at a time, you know. What I mean? <laughs> so so we do it a, add to add <laughs> alcohol. And then right, exactly. pretty soon 50% exactly. of it's water.
0: Yep. You start thinking, yep. what could I put in there <laughs> yeah, right. to make it? <laughs> so you, you start, take you
1: take one of every one. It's like a little cooking sherry
0: <laughs> and a little vodka and a little Oh you know yeah, make, so we used to call them suicides. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, so yeah. bad. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd hide that shit outside. Right. Right? Uh, so you'd hide it in a bush so you could get back to it later. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking insane. My parents never smoked weed. Oh, no. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. I always was calling
1: that. my mom a hypocrite. I'm like, what the fuck? Why can't I get it now, though? Because yeah. I was fucking up in school sure. and like. You and know, you're a kid, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. As kids, right. we
0: don't understand that. It's mm-hmm. like yeah you're a fucking kid your brain what kid doesn't you know what I'm saying Are thinking oh my brain's developing Mm -hmm. like my body and they're already fucking
1: lazy and like potentially (laughs) like all they want to do is do what's easy and let me just sit around and fucking eat and
0: like you know
1: that just adds to that right
0: it's funny though that um, like even if the kids are like that outside of here but they fucking push it like yesterday Mm -hmm. you know I was fucking with Ronan a little bit Um, you know I asked him what number and he's like you know trying to they're always trying to when I ask him a number they're always trying to be like okay well if we go too low and then he's, he's gonna, gonna smoke right, us right. but if we go too high then we're smoked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so he picked 15 I'm like alright so we got 15 15 second push ups mm-hmm. and he's gotten them out you know right. what I'm saying he's not like mm-hmm. he's like alright you know mm-hmm. just right. sucks it up and does it and mm-hmm. in Phoenix he's always picking the higher numbers mm. You know, I'm like, okay, let's do, you know, like 25. He and he's like, how about 50? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like, 50 wasn't lower than 25? <laughs> <laughs>
2: he is failing that subject. That was tough, though. Like, they That's laugh dope. about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Owen,
0: he's like, he just goes. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I'll do five-minute hard rounds with him. And he's, you mm-hmm. know, like the other day I was making him do – um a clean and a press, you know, kind of power clean move where you're picking it up, little squat, boom, exploding up. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, so they were doing that for a minute and then five minutes on the pads and he was fucking ripping it.
1: Nice, yeah. Yeah,
0: Just yeah I hope they all like keep at through. it, you mm-hmm. know,
1: because if they do, yeah, right. I mean, what does that do for your body, I wonder? Yeah, I mean, like to have it, because maybe you know, maybe it's like you know, you take hormone blockers or everything you know before puberty, and how much that fucking huge change. Like, what if you're like, you know, really physically fit yeah. during that period? Uh, well, like, how does it build your body like differently? Mm-hmm. Right? I bet I bet that does something. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, bone extent. density for one. Bone density, right. but mm-hmm. you know, also
0: flexibility, muscle, uh, the ability to build muscle. That, yeah, hell yeah. You know, like right. somebody who was an athlete. And, you know, let's say as an athlete up until their twenties, right. And then they mm-hmm. become a degenerate for a while and, you know, drink and smoke and fucking get fat and whatever. It's still, if they started at a relatively young age and they ran into that point,
1: could get it it's back. still, yeah, mm-hmm. way
0: easier to mm-hmm. get them back quicker and have higher results some moments, than some like that's had never had it never you done have it. to like right. start from scratch. It's not even fat, let's say. Uh, right. Um, yeah, because they don't have the kinetic intelligence, and so
1: I heard that someone, kinetic intelligence, you yeah. can do
0: things at such a. I heard someone say rate. like,
1: let's say you like lost your arm, mm-hmm. you know, and then you like put like a robot arm on there. You 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 don't know how to move it, even mm-hmm. if you could like just reattach everything. Yeah, because it's like all of that stuff is like built. You know your your brain like learns and builds that area of the brain to like you can't just like relearn it all. Right. You know what I mean? You can't just like reattach it. It has to, it has to learn how to mm-hmm. use it. Right. Right. It can't just like yeah.
0: Because there's going to be mm-hmm. pulses that are firing. Yeah, and it's how complex shifts. it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. It has to be built. Right. It has. It's like a like a robot that would have to learn rather mm-hmm. than you like top down saying oh here's all the facts of the world and then that's how you program your robot. Instead mm-hmm. you. Do you little bit of code and you say I know how to, you make it learn, and then it could actually use it, you know? Mm-hmm.
3: Former so, alchemist.
1: Oh, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Which is another great show. Um, but yeah, so that so that uh, I like the physical intelligence part too, mm-hmm. you know. I think there's something like really to that. Like when I was younger, I think I may be like judged athletes, and I thought that they were like because you have just like we were saying before that poet athlete, like they're different types of people, right. Um, but I did have a, a negative view. I thought maybe athletes were not as smart. Right, just dumb. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Mentioned. And nowadays I see that it's just a kind of intelligence. You know, it's like a physical – they're not clumsy people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're smooth. There's grace in it, if you want to – I mean, yeah. it sounds femmy, but
0: – Well, <laughs> right, but, <laughs> but there, then know. we also got to look at what intelligence is too because a lot of exactly. times, yeah. you know, like one of the guys who used to train here who was um, – you know really overweight friends with a crew of friends and that's what he always used to think about me like he would always mm-hmm. in his mind make mm-hmm. himself feel better because mm-hmm. he's like oh well he's just a dumb fucking right you know like
1: jock right type of thing and thug of yeah meathead. and then
0: yeah. once we start talking and he sees like oh man i think about things and i study things and i research and i you know he had to change his perspective but i also said to him i'm like well, what is your value on intelligence? Because to me, somebody who's intelligent, intelligent wouldn't let themselves get that fat. They just wouldn't, mm-hmm. right? Because there's nothing intelligent about that. And so what I was talking to him about, and you know, we were in a position where we could talk like that. You, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, and I wasn't insulting him. I was just saying. There's, in my mind, an, in- uh, an applied intelligence, and then there's the theoretical intelligence and i was saying to him you're really good at the theoretical intelligence you're book smart right mm-hmm. but you don't have any application and if you don't have any application then again mm-hmm. how do you rate those things as intelligence mm-hmm. if somebody doesn't have as high of an iq as you but can make everything function in their life efficiently mm-hmm. effectively and so they're yeah, yeah so operational. I, i've been seeing
1: that i've been liking that term sense making mm-hmm. right because it's like who can see the world and all the chaos in it and make sense of it to know to such a distilled degree that you can be like i see this these of mm-hmm. these facts therefore i should do this and then and then they like build and learn from there and they, they're successful they, you know, make the right moves. You know, what I mean, they build something out of themselves, their, their life. Mm-hmm. You know, they can make sense of things. So right. it's like, you know, um, and it is different. You know, sure. there's plenty of Stephen Hawking's that you know can't put it together, and mm-hmm. those things go off the rails too, right? Right. Like you could be, you know, I, I heard this guy the supposedly the most intelligent person in the world has like a 250 IQ or something crazy. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, obsessed with conspiracy theories. And that's, like, all he does all day long is just, like, read and look up conspiracy theories. And he's just, like, that's all he does. Mm-hmm. So we can't necessarily, like, you're saying, I mean, you're saying, like, applied, mm-hmm. right? And I like that, too. Um, and there's a difference. You yeah, know? and I think mm-hmm. that
0: that's a lot of times what comes with balance, like what we were talking about. Because we take it back to the MMA fighter, right? A lot of those guys that I've met... Right, that I've worked with, um, and not all, but I would say a majority, and the ones that I've known, are fucking killers in the ring, right? And you know, training, they they put their time in, but they're just fucking emotional and Mm -hmm. just soup sandwiches in life. I I would I would split I
1: would split it up the (laughs) the mattress. I I would split it up though, like. Because they are still able to at least mm-hmm. uh, put it all together in one venue. In in the ring or in the martial art mm-hmm. field, at least they could do that. Because mm-hmm. there's, you know, people, there's also the thing where you don't know how to do anything. Right. Right. Incompetence is on the other side of that. You know what sure. I mean? Mm-hmm. So at least they're able to do it in one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, so so then it like starts to be the principles that like the the 10,000 the one in the 10,000 and all that if you can like apply it to the rest of your life like Well that's the thing you mm-hmm. got to be
0: able to see beyond that narrow scope that you're in and a lot of times the guys who can fight well in an arena like that mm. can only fight well because of the security that that arena provides them right Cuz
1: they're in a gym they have a coach they have yeah they, they the, got these are the, the game you know these are the rules right. and right. so
0: mm-hmm. you know it's not the the pain of getting punched in the face that they're worried about, a lot of times, that shelters them from the pain of dysfunctional relationships or not being able to make a living, mm-hmm. doing other things. I mean, because most MMA fighters are poor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. If they, if that's their profession.
1: Yeah. Right. The know, vast majority have, too. Yeah. Right? Even like the some of the famous ones, or even yeah. the UFC, at least, yeah. it's like maybe so, not the top ones. But...
0: So. You know, a lot of times that's their their shelter from other places. And I think a lot of times it's that true. people get themselves into that. That's where I do believe, I believe this, um, where a lot of times when someone's so extreme in one area that that's one of the faults that makes them oftentimes dysfunctional in other parts of their life is because is it a drive for being that excellence? Or is it a, you know, result of that being their place where they're secure enough that they can spend most of their time and their effort in there? And that becomes a byproduct of that. Because when you put in the time, the time shows just with anything, right? I mean, there's that kind of debatable 10,000 hour, you know, wherever the line is. yeah. yeah. Wherever that and is, so yeah. when you're able to put that in, even if it's for a different purpose other than making that mastery, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're very, um, you're going to show. And -hmm. that's where again goes back to when we talk about martial arts, to me, the embodiment or or the the samurai is the embodiment of the whole person because it's somebody who is fearless in battle, right? They're going to fucking fight. But they're poets and scholars Mm -hmm. and And artists. They're honorable, honorable, and you know they meditate. And mm -hmm. there's a softness Mm -hmm. to them that you know Mm complements that hardness. And uh, you know, like that last samurai. Did you guys see that? Yeah. When Tom Tom Cruise? Yeah, with Tom Cruise. Never watched. It's it's pretty good. Lee Mubai, what's his name? Uh, The actor,
1: whatever. He's dope though. He's from the same actor that was Lee Mubai. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. That Ken Watanabe, isn't mm. that he was the samurai? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But he's all talking about plum blossoms, and they only blossom like what close to the springtime, right? Like mm-hmm. right after the mm-hmm. snows or whatever. And he's in this plum blossom garden where they've got these trees, and he's like, you could spend your whole life looking for the perfect blossom, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't mm-hmm. be a wasted life, right? Mm-hmm. You know, metaphorically saying that. That is as important as the battle and and the fight. I think he even says that that is bushido in that scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. I think that's
1: like the conclusion Uh of that, and they're both like, "Yeah, bushido." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, but it's
0: it's cool because I think when you look at that, that's where you have um, again, you might not be the best, and I keep going back and forth trying to figure this out. Isn't that interesting? But you're the most Mm-hmm. I think balanced, and I'm talking as the characteristic. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I think if you drew parallels, the person who is a serious, not a fuck off jack of all trades, but a serious jack of all trades, mm-hmm. um, and maybe not a master of any one, that they're gonna have a more fulfilling existence than typically the mm-hmm. master of one,
1: right? Right. And that is the end of that phrase, if you look up the whole phrase. You know, jack of trades is a master of none, but a, a jack of all is still better than a master of one, or something like that. Said much smoother. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, that, well, that's, the whole, that. uh, that's the whole phrase. Right? <laughs> that was the nursery rhyme version of it. <laughs> that's the whole phrase. It rhymes, though. It yeah. does. It goes on, and it's like, then it flips it around. It's like, but then a yeah. master of many is better than a master of one. Yeah. Right. Hmm. So, yeah, so there's like a, two truths in there. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about those things a lot, though, mm-hmm. it? You because know, I wonder, you know. Mm. Um, and I think everybody in here is kind of in that same mode, right? You do multiple things, you do multiple things, you do multiple things. So mm. I wonder, though, I, I'd like to just feel that, to feel that extremeness in one area oh, yeah, and yeah, to yeah. just mm-hmm. know what that is. Attention, But is but is,
1: is it not like, so I do this, but huh. is it not an ego thing to say like, because really all that's going on is you're on the mat and you're doing jujitsu yep. and all these people that are better, mm-hmm. they don't even, do they even exist in your life? You know what I'm saying? You know, right. like, so it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's like you build this ideal. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do this to like an unhealthy extent, you know, because I compare myself, that whole thing about comparing yourself with like the greats. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, who else would you want to compare yourself to, but, but the most ideal person, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but then you can like use that to be like, Oh, I'm not the best or whatever. Right. And it seems to me like wh- when I do, when I do that, I feel like I'm maybe missing the point
2: mm-hmm.
1: somewhere in there. Like I'm getting a little lost in the, you know, it's like, cause does that matter at all? Well, and 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 that's just who says what's better, best, you know what I'm saying? And that's really like a construct.
0: Well, this is the right? way that I'm looking at it. Okay, okay? Uh, which I don't know if it fits within that paradigm. What I'm looking at it as the feeling of it, because this is we talked about this like. Um, but you get that feeling in moments. too okay. right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was the right. right, I was right. Yeah. Say. <laughs> but where we were talking about like what's your biggest fear? Okay, and where I was saying mine is that. I don't know if in my lifetime I'm going to find that point where I got to rise to the occasion. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like where everything has to come together, where it's got to Mm. be such extreme. You know, we talk about the mindsets in martial arts, Zanshin, Fudoshin, uh, Mushin, right? And so Zanshin is having that residual state of mind. Fudoshin is having that immovable, you know, focus, right? And uh, Mushin is that empty mind of being present but not attaching to any one particular thing and that's where um, my illusion of what a battle must feel like Mm -hmm. storming beaches you know what I'm saying just Mm -hmm. coming onto a a fortified motivated enemy you know and my experiences like I said were in the military and even though I'm a, you know, deployed infantry, you know, soldier to um, Somalia. We didn't have that extremeness. You know, there was skirmishes mm-hmm. and the, there was the intensity of the mm-hmm. situation, right. but there wasn't like, right. this commands so, every yeah. fiber of so you. So what, I'm, what and I'm, that's that extreme that I don't, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That I don't know. So what I hear, experience.
1: what I hear from you then is, it's, you know, it's not about like the being the best, right? It's like the only way you can be the best is if the situation happens that demands it Mm -hmm. you know the only way you can be you know that excellent right immaculate Mm -hmm. is if that situation allows you to be like it's that thing you know i was talking with that guy online about that war quote you know and and it's that idea that uh like, Skywalker couldn't become, to use a... You guys, have you ever seen Star Wars? You yes. haven't, have you? Yeah. <laughs> you haven't? <Yeah>. No? <laughs>
4: I've seen the most recent one. Though. Well, you can at
1: least know the story, right? Like, Darth I Vader's son that. is, like, is yeah. Skywalker. Yeah. And, like, Skywalker couldn't have become, like, a badass Jedi without... Darth Vader. Right. Because there's no reason to. He would have just stayed on the, he was on a planet fixing, he was like a working class guy. Right. He was like fix. he was a mechanic or something. Blue right. And so that's what gave him the the opportunity to do so. It's like to self-actualize, you need, um, it's like the dark makes the light kind of right. thing. Right. So it's like you need that situation. Right. So 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 that's what I'm hearing you say. And, and then maybe that's like a difference than like, being the best it's not and being obsessed that whole thing it's like i mean do those people maybe put themselves into more situations closer and closer to like that ability to be self-actualized you know what i mean
0: like if well this is how i this is kind of how i look at it right if you're so focused and extreme in an area okay that you're gonna put yourself or you're gonna find yourself potentially in more of that opportunity to test yourself right so I've gotten in a ring and I fought on strike force on the undercard I took the fight on it was a three day notice right because one of the other fighters got hurt and you know the other the first time I got into a cage gosh when was this like it was called cage wars one and it was this big fucking um, like essentially party, you know, this mm. cage was put together with zip ties <laughs> and there was a fucking heavy metal band. There's kegs. And it was at this place called church of the rock, I think, or something like that. And you know, it was fucking just mayhem. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, and I did that on a couple days notice. So I've tested myself just like going to Africa. I've mm. tested myself, but never in those extreme situations. It's like snowboarding. I'm, I'm an expert level snowboarder as far as time in, right? Like I don't hit fucking um, pipes and that kind of stuff. But like I've only taken maybe a 10-foot cliff jump. I'm not going to take a fucking hucking myself off a 25, Mm. 30-foot cliff jump where it takes just that level of extreme training to take it to that point. And so I wonder if I've missed those. Like if... Those times that I put myself out there, they weren't – I look back and they're not that extreme. You know, I look back and it's like, okay, mountain bike. And I mountain bike pretty much the toughest trails around here. But again, you know, they're they're not that Mm -hmm. hard. You look back on it, it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that didn't really – you know, yeah, I had to dig deep, okay, because I'm climbing up this trail and I'm not – you know, I I never stop, like, unless I slip a pedal or just – fuck up on a move but I won't let myself take a break and even if I'm you know crying climbing you know what I'm saying where you're like oh you got to get to that place where you like fucking bitch you are a pussy you're not going to make it right and so then five minutes later you forget that you were just being a bitch and a pussy and you make Mm it right and you look back and it's like ah, that didn't really tax everything the combat missions that we ran, you know, in um, Africa, like, yeah, they we dropped in, we came in mapping the earth, right? And helicopters dropped into hot LZs, but it never really was what I would imagine what people experienced, maybe the initial, but you get on the ground and shit is just fucking chaos. Mm-hmm. So it never... You know it fizzled i've you know um rafted some of the hardest rivers in at least in colorado some class five rivers and it was scary as fuck for a second but you get through it and it was like ah that was that was cool but it didn't like it wasn't like oh that took every fiber of my attention and existence and you know if i make one mistake it's the fucking, it's yeah. the end. So you got to be right on. Or if you make that mistake, you got to be so good at recovering that you're you're just in that moment. So it's, a, um, it's an interesting, like, so, so that's what I'm saying. When I look at that, it's not to be the best. But if you look at an MMA guy and they fight the best, they've done as close as they can get, in my mind, to being that person storming you know, the beachheads, without storming the beachheads. I mean, that place is reserved for, in, in at least in my mind, a very elite level of individual, whereas the rest of us who are trying, to some degree, are trying to just get close to what that experience might be like. The luxury, mm-hmm. I think, that we have is that so, we get so to play it safe So and yeah, only yeah. get close. Mm-hmm. We don't have to take right. it to that... So, so, and
1: that's what I've been reading in that book, Uh which has been interesting. It's like the metaphysics of war. Yeah. And it's like the main point is that it's like only death, only the confrontation with death will like allow you that type of like spiritual height or something Mm like that. And then, you know. I mean, the problem with that book is it's written by a guy that was like somewhat tied to Mussolini and stuff like uh-huh. that. Sure, <laughs> but, but I mean, but uh, but and so someone either
0: side can have those same experiences. Yeah, and, and
1: and I and I think the truth of the matter is is he like um, was trying to influence that era in a good way, and then like separated himself from those people and all that stuff mm. at, at, later on. Um, and he was a warrior. He was in World War One, and um, uh, and so then that guy like com- uh, like comments. Some someone comments back. You know the obvious thing is oh so those guys in the trenches with their toes being frozen off and their you know the horrible things uh, so there's that spiritual heights or whatever and that's like the obvious um way to to dis- to to argue against that uh-huh. idea you know what i mean um you know why why would that be necessary and and it's interesting how those two extremes exist there how uh-huh. Like someone like a soldier could think of the best experience and maybe the worst especially like those guys yeah to see that kind of shit probably was also worst oh uh, right you know like i don't um, think any yeah. anybody
0: who's experienced anything like that yeah. would look back and be like oh yeah that was that wasn't that hard and it's also like the horror like those are some may, may have been some of the worst wars. I don't know if that's true. I mean,
1: Vlad the Impaler yeah. p- impaled fucking yeah. thousands of people. I think all like, wars when you're them. fighting those battles are, <laughs> yeah. right. you know, like. And how horrible they yeah. can be, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but that that is, I mean, so maybe like that's like the Darth Vader thing. It's like yeah. death, you know? Because it is the dark as fuck. Like, yeah, you know? death. yeah. And that's what gets, that's what gives you that, you know? Or maybe that's one thing that can give you that. Mm hmm. Um, maybe there's other ways to get there
0: but I had a friend who would fight and he you know would say you got to be prepared to die he's like I'm prepared to die in the ring and I'm I had such a hard time with that and maybe but it's like it's really difficult to say that when you know that that guy is in there to stop the fight and protect you and within two milliseconds of him not being able to do that Mm -hmm. there's going to be corners jumping in Mm -hmm. the chances of you dying are so low it's hard to put yourself in those positions it's i think got to be that real place where you know when when these guys are in the trenches or when they get into the battle and they recognize holy shit this is a fucking raging battle, there's like a very good chance you're not going to make it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's not like yeah. the proverbial, I'm ready to die, mm-hmm. you know, by getting yeah. into the cage. So, but so maybe yeah. like,
1: again, there's like different levels of game. Yeah. Right. And in the end, football's really just like a, a fake war. Yeah. Right. And mm. at least gives gets them close. I mean, right. I bet they get pretty close. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, like they get those Those moments, guys can you know? get close. We have right. the
0: luxury... Of being able to get close Mm -hmm. without Mm -hmm. getting there but that's still a level and that's what I'm Mm -hmm. saying you know Mm -hmm. so somebody who's at those pinnacle levels Mm -hmm. they're getting to a place a closeness Mm -hmm. that I haven't come close to well let's bring it back though
1: to the beginning of the conversation so I heard someone talking about how the reason we're like so into those games like we might think it's like b- battle we could say mm-hmm. that's one way to look at it and the other way to look at it is we're all watching people aim for stuff yeah they have like this goal that they have to shoot the thing between into and and it's all that stuff we were talking about earlier what it takes to like make a shot the concentration the um and and then the word sin comes from that right to miss the mark right it's like hamartia or something like that um so the so to do good is to hit the goal right so in the end that's also what we're doing so it's not just like only you know this like facing death thing to and and the warrior aspect mm-hmm. it's also like this this like really high aspect of of aligning yourself mm-hmm. towards the good something yeah. like that Um, and seeing where you want to go, you know, you need, I was thinking about it this way, like, you know, you could say that that's truth Mm -hmm. too, like capital T truth. And then you have like true North Mm -hmm. on like a compass. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's the thing you're always like aiming towards. You like get off a little Mm -hmm. bit and your life kind of gets fucked up or, you know what I mean? And you're always like kind of comparing, I go a little this way, just like drawing a line again. Like, Oh, I go a little this way, I go a little this way. And you're always like. Because truth is like a moving target, sure. too, right? It always changes. What's the truth? There's deception, there's self deception, uh-huh. you know? Um, and so that's what we're all really like looking at. Um, well, with well, I think, War too, and sports and all that.
0: Like, um, I read this cool take on Nick Diaz's fight. Did you guys see that this weekend? I saw some highlights. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's debate whether he should have been in there with Robbie Lawler after taking a six year layoff six six years and then only Mm -hmm. having a six week training camp did it was his mind into it you know Mm -hmm. there's a few different things going around but one person's take which I thought was a really cool take is that regardless he got to experience um, like a great defeat you know a defeat that most people would be unwilling to To experience, and even though he, you know, arguably gave up, right? It it was pretty Mm -hmm. much he was done and um, whatever, but they were talking about how failure at that level is a failure that most people wouldn't even dream of, Mm -hmm. right? Which was kind of an interesting way Mm -hmm. to take, you know, Mm -hmm. to look at it Mm -hmm. because, again, uh, you know, a grand failure, just the risk of a grand failure is a pretty, you know, interesting concept, but then to almost relish in a grand failure Mm. just for the fact that most people That's like real humility,
1: right? That's like real humility. Right. Mm-hmm. Life tells you what's up. That's true. Yeah. Right? It's like, that's But you can't, you know, for him, interface.
0: fail on a big. That's like the biggest stage in his life. I that he's going imagine. I've failed. I've felt, fail so, I felt
1: embarrassed yeah. in here with three people around <laughs> him. I'm like, oh my God. How could yeah. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. On the stage. Pretty interesting. Yeah. I heard, um,
0: or not heard, I read something from. Uh, um, what's his name? Shit. Is it like vicious or uh, Leviticus? Hmm. Okay. You that's, guys know who he is? He was Isn't
1: like, that uh, a book in the Bible? Yeah, I thought so. Is it?
0: I think it's a book there, in the Bible. Okay, so maybe, maybe that's it's not his name. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's... Uh, I don't know. It's this mm. Greek fucking... Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Philosopher, but talked about love and talked about like um, just the experience of happiness and and those things, you know, kind of like what we're talking about just with the experience of success or failure. But he was saying, he was like, that is on loan and you've got to enjoy it while you've got it because it was only on loan to you for Mm -hmm. a little bit of time, right? And um, it's always going to be, you know, taken back, right? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that because you see people that get... So caught up in situations or past things, and they can't let it go. But in not being able to let it go, they can't appreciate what they had mm-hmm. and understand that it was meant mm-hmm. yeah. to be out of their hands at some point, anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's some crazy line between like learning that some things need to be let go and, and between the courage and the faith to like keep holding on to something that everybody else is telling you is like. Hopeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's something between
0: those two right. points. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. For sure. I think it's easy to yeah. give it up. That's well, been hour 45. Hour 45. Uh, Anything to add?
3: <laughs> I feel like uh, having, there's courage in taking or like letting go of something as well. For sure. So. hmm yeah, that's all I wanted to say. I wanted to say many other things, but then I forgot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, funny. normally, like, you leave us stumped on this last, so this is going to be one that we're not walking away Yeah, a
2: little on. gift. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll right. about it. Okay, so um, number 30, did
3: we
0: say 38? Yeah. or 38, yeah, yeah. Thir- like 39. 39. No, no, 39. Yeah. 39 yeah. in yep. the books. All right. Yeah. Ghost right. Train was pretty mellow, right? Was it, ghost train?
3: was it just Ghost Train?
0: Oh, no, we had the... Uh, yeah, it endgame. End game. End game. Mm. End ghost mm. Train and Endgame. Mm. It's okay. a good high. Yeah, it's mm. a good yeah, it was mellow, nice. yeah. like, I could do a flow roll to that. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. And we also need to start, like, filming, um, you know, like a...
1: Round. Session, stuff? round yeah, or two. Yeah, we should. Yeah. I'll start bringing that camera back. When, yeah.
0: yeah. We should do it. I think we could do it, like... Um, do we want to do it where we film it and then maybe break it down a little bit or, you know, like the next time or do mm-hmm. we want to
1: f- be cool film to try. it
0: and then just talk about it, you know, like uh, have it on and we're yeah. talking about it that same.
1: Right. It'd be cool to try it because you yeah. could put it in the video like on the side or something yeah. so you, other people go watch. It'd be cool. Interesting. I don't know if I want people to see my fucking skinny legs. Yeah, and, you know. oh, yeah that's
3: what it reminds me of. Real quick. <laughs> was it? Um, it's just all the things that we talked about sounded like just testing ourselves, challenging ourselves, because we're always looking for that one thing. Like, we're always looking to see, okay, what do I have? What do I What can I add? Um, I don't know. I feel like that always – it's just like – you know, confronting death. It's one way of ultimately testing because you know the flip side can be death.
0: Yeah. 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 Wouldn't that be a bummer though? Like, would you be, do you think more willing or less willing to um, step up for something like that? Being an atheist or having a sense of some sort of you know, afterlife. I mean, you know, if you had Valhalla, Mm. if that was what you thought, you'd be like, I think so. I think that'd make it it easier.
1: That's what, that's why they tell the suicide bombers. There's a bunch of virgins waiting for
4: them. I don't know. I feel like I've got a lot of
1: stupid shit that's put
4: my life at risk for a lot less (laughs) reward than for a lot. Uh, yeah. not
0: even a virgin not even a single virgin. there's not even a single virgin waiting well that's when i think it's your ego
3: like you were saying right right, right. yeah for sure.
0: yeah that would suck if you died and there wasn't one virgin right. for you <laughs> You were so bad, like they're like you're condemned to like fifty slutty women for eternity. <laughs> and you still get women, but they're not still ten. fifty women. <laughs> shit right, right.
1: And Yeah, slutty. but
3: they're not pure. You don't get to mark them first. Uh, mark. <laughs> that, you know, it's funny is that's never like been
0: any kind of thing that I've ever like. Looked at well, like been like, Oh man, this has gotta happen. Or
3: like deal breaker.
0: Right. Never once. <laughs> All right, on that note. <laughs> later. So